a teachable spirit and you will increase one more time maintain a teachable spirit and you will increase in your effectiveness maintain your teachable spirit and you will increase in your effectiveness glory to god hallelujah father god as we look to your word we're thanking you lord that our eyes of our understanding father god will be open father god we thank you lord for the anointing of the holy spirit upon your word and as each and every one of us receives father god we will get greater revelation father god you will give to each and every one of us father god so father god i thank you that uh, we are receptacles of your word, Father God, containers, Father God, not only containers, Father God, but Father God, that we are those that put forth the word, Father God, in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. That's the book of Revelation. We want to go to the third chapter. That's uh, chapter, Revelation chapter 3. And we'll look at verse 8. We'll begin with verse 8 anyway. That's Revelation chapter 3, verse 8. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Glory to God. Behold, I have set before you an open door. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We should be encouraged by the, the identity of the one who's opening the doors. Amen. Jesus says, I'm opening the door. Okay. Uh, the words open door have a root meaning concerning opportunity and potential. Opportunity and potential. The word opportunity means it's well-timed, it's fitting, it's favorable, and it's to your advantage. That's an opportunity. So look forward to those things, that opportunity coming your way. The word potential means to have dormant ability, dormant ability, reserved power, untapped strength, unused success, hidden talents, great ability. And I can also add, with God, you'll have supernatural ability. That's the potential that each and every one of us have as we go to and stand before an open door. The potential is there, pardon me, the potential is therefore not what you have done, but what you are yet capable of doing. Think about what you are capable of doing. Glory to God. The enemy comes um, against us, against your opportunity and potential, and he brings worry and fear. Worry will cause you to hesitate. Again, worry will cause you to hesitate. And fear will stop you and bind you. So... Worry and fear, they will hinder you from going or doing things for God. Think about that. Because we're looking at an open door this morning. 
Uh, let me give you an example of an open door. The turtle. In order to move forward or advance, it sticks its neck out. Are you sticking your neck out this morning? Uh, the other example is when an ex uh, executive calls in a, uh, a young man or the president calls in a young man to the office, the young man straightens out his tie and walks in as he enters. So, you know, he's getting ready. And uh, the third example, the one you don't want to be, the ostrich buries its head and goes nowhere. So we need to go through the door, not just stay there and look at it or bury, bury our heads at the open door. Amen. Um, today's uh, Christians have the greatest potential or the opportunities to fulfill their uh, in their individual lives, yet many don't go forward. Think about it. You've got potential and you have the opportunity, and a lot of Christians don't go forward. They just kind of, uh, they're dazed. Wow, it's an open door. Oh my, what do I do next? Huh? Um, they remain status quo. I'm not going to do it, you know. I don't know what's beyond that door or hesitant or worried, you know. Um, uh, and that's a tragedy when we don't go. The Lord says it, it's an open door. It's an open door. He says you have an open door. Think about it. You need to do something about your open door. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The tragedy is, tragedy is what could have been has now become what should have been with visual hindsight. Man, I should have did that. None of you have ever thought about that. You mean, you look at a situation, man, if I would have did that, I could have won the jackpot, well, you know, whatever. Or I could have, you know, if I were to step forward right away, I would have been picked to do a great job. But I just stood back and let somebody else, you know, do it. So uh, we can't have that. Again, Jesus said, behold, the door is open. What do you do with an open door? You look, you look on either side, uh, there's nothing there. What does that open door mean? Okay. We must remember that when God opens doors, he also gives us strength to go through it or pass through. Are you listening? Are you receiving? And are you meditating on an open door? Or do we see doors that are closed? Well, I don't know. I might get up to that door and it'll slam shut my face. So I ain't going to take the chance. How many goes? So winning. The door opens and you say, I crash. You know, you, you show. No, I don't, I don't want it. So the door, they close the door. And you're giving them an open door to 
salvation, but they're not willing to receive it. Oh, my gosh. Um, closed door. A closed door brings forth discouragement. Man, what's beyond that, beyond that door? I wonder if that door is a vault. Just think about it. You go into the bank and there's a vault door open. And it says, it's open for you to do whatever you want to. You can run in there and scoop up all the money and run out and they wouldn't even know about it because it's an open door, you open in and out. You know, none of you would ever do it unless you're wearing a mask. But <laughs> so we're going to look at some open doors. Let's turn to the book of Judges. The book of Judges, and we wanted to go to the fourth chapter. And in the fourth chapter, we find about a, a little lady. Her name is Deborah, and she's called forth to deliver, but she's a, to de deliver the captivity of Israel from Jabin, the Canaanite. So the, Israel is under the control of the Canaanites, and Jabin is one of them. Uh, Deborah is called out to lead Israel out, glory to God, out of, out of captivity to victory. So the door is open for her to do something. What does we, uh, as you read it, some of you should have read this by now, I think. Anyway, if you haven't, I'll give you a short synopsis. She does lead them to victory. Glory to God. In chapter 5, we're just going to go this way. In chapter 5, they sing a song. It says, a song to Deborah and Barak. Or Barak, not Barak, but Barak. <laughs> I want to get that Barak in there. Barak, okay. <laughs> and they sing a song. Well, remember when, when Moses went through the Red Sea and the girls went out there, Miriam, the horse and rider fell into the sea and were delivered and glory to God. They were, well, there was a song for, for Deborah. Okay. Verse 1. Judges 5.1. Then sang Deborah and Barak, the son of Ammonol, on the day saying, Praise the Lord! For avenging of Israel, when the people willingly offered themselves. People willing offered themselves. They saw the door was open. Deborah says, let's go through that door. Come on, Israel, we're going to go. And they went through the door, and they were rewarded. Glory to God. When you go through an open door that God has there, you have a reward waiting for you. Think about that. And we're so hesitant. I don't know about that door. You know, I've never done that before. And I, I've heard of people trying to get through that door, but they never do. And you let reasoning stop you from going through that door. But says, when God says there's an open door, he's not going put, put to put you in the lion's den or have you fall into a pit. The open door is there for a treasure to behold yourselves. Glory to God. Again, the people willingly offer themselves. In other words, the door was open. The potential and opportunity 
was present. They went through the door. They were willing to stick their necks out. Glory to God. And when they did, there was a great reward. They were no longer under captivity. Glory to God. Some of us, you dance. The door is open for you to get, go in there, and then you can, oh, man, it's, it's better than before. And then you begin to dance. Oh, man, there's an open door. Look at, look at all i got to do. I'm going to go back. That's too much work. How many? Nobody's raising their hand. I guess nobody's been in that situation. Okay. Okay. In Daniel chapter 11, you don't have to turn there. In Daniel chapter 11, verse 32, it, it's, it's at the latter part of it. Those that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Those that walk through the door with God will be strong and do exploits. Exploits mean to have, do remarkable things. To be brilliant, glory to God. To do daring things or deeds. So when you walk through that door, guess what? God, God is giving you the power to excel in what he's called you to do. So we shouldn't be worried about an open door. But you know, uh, you never get I'm not going to get in that. <clears throat> we don't need open doors at, at the borders, okay? <laughs> okay. Are you still in Judges? Chapter 5. Okay, I want to drop down to verse 15. From the Amplified, I'm going to read it. That's uh, Judges 5, beginning verse 15. From the Amplified. And the princess of Eshekar came to Deborah, and Eshekar was faithful to Barak into the valley. They rushed forth at his heels, but among the, the clans of Reuben were great searchings of heart. Uh oh. Something happened here. Let's go to verse 16. Why, Reuben, did, not, did you linger among the sheepfolds, listening to the piping of the flocks? Among the clans of the Reuben, there was a great searching of heart. In other words, the door was open, and we're seeing here that who was here? You see, Eshachar was, was great, greatly did great things, but Reuben, the door was open, but he was not found. Uh, I can't do this. Um, I gotta be with the sheep, I gotta tend the sheep because this is my job. Uh-oh. When God opens the door, you need to go step forward. <clears throat> Don't worry, he'll get somebody to take care of your sheep. Deborah calls for the help of Reuben, but Reuben doesn't want to go. He he he, de he he's in debate, he's troubled, and he's uneasy. It's an open door. But he's uneasy. Oh, I don't know if I should do it. He remains at the sheepfold, okay? It's a safe place when war breaks out. Oh, you know, this is going to be a war. I ain't going to go out there. I'm going to protect myself and my sheep. Um, he pretentiously found it not convenient to leave the sheep. I got to stay here. Nobody else is going to watch the sheep. He made every excuse why he should not go through that open door. Thus, there would be no trouble, no loss of his business interest. Wow. 
Well, he want, I mean, if put it this way, if, if you had a business or something and you're called to go through here and you don't know what's going to happen, and you know, if I take my business in there, um, I might lose everything. So I just stay with my business. I know it's safe and secure. I know I got a monthly payment, you know, or paycheck, da da da. God says it's an open door. Take your business with you and it'll prosper. Uh oh. But no, he liked his soft living. And instead of taking steps of faith, he wanted to remain comfortable. You know, when you take a, a step of faith, uh oh, you know, you think you're not going to be comfortable, but God makes you comfortable as you go forth. Uh, today, as Christians, we have the same, many Christians have that same attitude. Leave me alone. I feel comfortable. I don't need to step through the door. Why should I get involved? It's going to take my time. They don't realize that they're in bondage and need to be set free by going through that open door. If you're going through an open door, that means there's no bondage. You're not supposed to take anything with you. That's wrong. You're set free to go into that open door. Wow. There's a new adventure as you go through that open door. God's with you. You'll prosper. He says, whatever you put your hand to, you shall prosper in that open door field. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Wow, this is my tradition. Our fathers have always been this way. Glory to God. I see no need to change. Nobody's ever heard that, when I, especially when you go out there sowing. I don't need to change. Uh, you know, wow. Yet Jesus declared again in, in Revelations 3, I declare that the door is open. The suggestion is that we should pass on through it to accomplish the task that are set before us on, on the other side of that door. You go from glory to glory, not from glory to failure. When you go through that open door, he says it's an open door for you to succeed. Oh, glory to God. He says this is a door that you can succeed in. And we're just, oh, I'm not too sure. Brother so-and-so tried it and he failed. Well, brother so-and-so didn't go through the open door. He, he was carrying a bunch of ball and chains from his past life. And you can't go through an open door with your ball and chain. Hello, are you out there yet? Okay. Okay, so that took care of Reuben. He was happy and comfortable where he was at. Verse 17, Judges 5, 17. And Gilgad remained beyond Jordan. Uh-oh, somebody didn't want to move again. There's an open door, but there's Jordan. I'm not going to go further. Why? Oh, well, we'll just go this part here. Gilgad remained the same beyond the Jordan. He abode in Jordan. You remember, you know what Jordan means? Many Christians will not venture forth to do anything because they're living in Jordan. 
The door is wide open. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The door is open. There's, there's fanfare. There's horns. There's, there's excitement on the other side of the door because you're going to go through and achieve greatness. The angels are saying, glory to God. She's stepping through. He's going through. They're going to be blessed. And we're try they're trying to cheer us down. Or, or we'll put it the other way. The, it says that in heaven, there's a chorus watching us. Go on, go through. You can do it, you can do it. They're cheering us on. And they say, I don't know. Gilgad did not want to sacrifice anything. He remained beyond the Jordan. If you don't sacrifice yourself, your life, your family, and your church, you don't amount to anything in God's eyes. This is a careless attitude. You don't want to have a, an attitude like Gilgad. Jordan speaks of death. Because when they pass from Jordan to the promised land, they were in death in Jordan, but when, when the Jordan River split open, they walked over on dry land. They went through an open door. But remaining on the other side of Jordan, it's death. You're only always wishing and looking at the promised land. Oh, look how great it is. But when the door is open, they remain behind. Jordan speaks of death. They would rather remain beyond the Jordan and live for self than to die to self. Because when you walk with God, you have to die to self to be resurrected into a greater area. And if there's an open door, he's telling you, Walk through it, pass through it, and celebrate. Wow. Gilgad. What's in it for me? Like, and only me. When you go through the door, it's not for you, but for everybody that you come in contact. And too many people, too many Christians are... What's in it for me? This is what I can have. God says, I didn't bring you to this open door for you to have everything. You're supposed to go through that door and open up and share with others, give to others. And we don't do it. Well, you know. Oh, boy. Gilead has the IME disease that many carnal Christians have. If it's not for me or I, I don't want it. I mean the disease. Okay, Judge 17. Okay, we look at, want to look at the next part. And why did Dan stay with the ships? Uh-oh. Dan remained with the boats, the ships. Dan was not going to risk losing his business interests. I'm going to stay with my ships. Some folks can never release their money to partake in the adventure when you go through an open door. 
Of course, they learn too late that sacrificing to God, they have a blessing. But they learn too late, oh man, if I would have did that and gave that sacrifice, it would have been multiplied back unto me. No, but I'm just going to be this way. So he remained in Jeff. Uh, let me give you a few individuals. Howard Hughes had a vast empire and amassed great wealth. He became a recluse, a germ phobia, and an obsessive compulsive disorder. What a way to live your last days. I mean, just locked up in a room. And all he did was eat cookies. <laughs> wow. Something else. Uh, Aristotle Onassis, with all his wealth, still died with king kidney failure. At the end of their lives, they were miserable. They should have went, went through open doors, different open doors. God gave, they, they had the, pro, uh, the promise to greater success, they went through an open door, but they refused to move on because they settled for what the world would give them. Hello, are you settled? Um, then there, there are those who had, had power in their lives. Alexander the Great, Napoleon and Hitler, all felt their lives ended in failure. Here, Alexander the Great conquered the known world, yet he felt his life was a failure. There was something more to do. Of course, we know Napoleon wanted to be ruler of all of Europe. Of course, Hitler wanted to be ruler of all the world. But they, uh, their lives all ended up, and they were all misery. Okay. There are those who have the power, pardon me, those who had the power ended the same way. Okay. Let's go to uh, verse chapter, still five, verse 17. Uh, we went to, saw Reuben and Gilead. Now, Asher sat still on the sea coast and remained by his creeks. Creeks, okay, that's little, little riverbed going out, going out to the ocean. Creeks. He, Asher says, look at, look at Asher. He sat on the seashore. Wow, what a vast. What can you do out in the sea? What is out there in the sea? Uh, I got, I've got enough. My little creek is, is feeding me perfect. I don't need to have any more. I'm wealthy enough through the creeks. You know, I, I get a few fish there and there and feed my family and things are good. But he had a vast resource, the open seas. But he'd rather stay in the, with the creeks. You know, when you go out in that vast See, you don't know what kind of sea monster you're going to find. Take away. But I know in the creeks, I ain't going to find no monster. He's satisfied. Asher. Well, for Asher, the whole sea was before him, the potential and the opportunity. But he clung to the creeks. Hmm. In the face of something big, he chose something little. I don't need to go through that doorway. Even though God's calling me and he says, if I found that there's an abundant life, but I'm perfectly happy with what I got. 
God's telling you, you've got an open door. Don't settle for something small when you can have something vast. Amen. Asher played it safe, and he remained up the creek. Instead of going into the ocean, the bountiful ocean. Uh, the call of, of Barak was big and disturbing, and his insecurity lost him the honor and the victory. Remember, he says, I, I, I don't, won't go unless you go, Deborah. So he says, if, if I go with you, you're not going to have the honor and prestige of winning this. No, I, I, I need you to go. So she got the honor and prestige, and back, uh, back oh, man, can't make it. I could have had something better. Second, you know, hindsight is always great. When you look back, it's not so good when you look forward. Amen. Glory to God. Judges chapter 4. Let's go back one chapter. In Judges chapter 4. Judges chapter 4. Let's look at verse 10. And Barak, I'm from the Amplified, and Barak called Zubalin and Naphtali to Kadesh. And they went up with 10,000 men at his heels, and Deborah went with him. Wow. Here we see Zebulun and Naphtali. They went up, they took the challenge, they stuck their neck out, they went through the open door. They were willing to pay the price. Glory to God. They were not afraid, they were willing, glory to God, to walk in victory. They heard God's word, they heard God's call, and they went. And God saw to it that they walked in victory. Because they went through an open door. Okay, as we close. I think we're closing. Did we go far enough? Well, I guess we can. Okay, let's go to further back to the beginning of your Bible, which is the book of what? Nobody's read that book yet? Okay, we want to go to the book of Genesis. And let's go to chapter 7. Verse 1. And the Lord said to Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark, for I have seen righteousness before me in this generation. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The ark is completed. Noah and his family's on board. Glory to God. We know it's going to happen. They're on board. They went through the open door. There's a big door for them. I mean, it has to be a big door. You got all these animals coming through. I mean, an elephant, a giraffe, a giraffe is not going to stick its head down and walk through. It's going to walk through there. There's big, there's big doors. Amen. Glory to God. So Noah's and his family and all the supplies. I mean, you have to have a lot of room in that boat to have supplies for all these animals, plus yourselves. Glory to God. And the doors remained open for seven days. 
There are, the animals, supplies, and Noah and his family are in the ark, and the ark doors remained open for seven days before it rained. The doors open. People could have walked right in and be safe. But nah, that open door, that, that, that thing's a, a trap. That open door is a trap. I am not going to go in there. But when God closed the doors and it began to rain, well, what's, what's going on here? Oops, it's, uh, it's ankle high. It's all right. It'll stop. It becomes knee high, waist high, chest high, and you can't swim. Amen? But the people had a chance for seven days because the doors were open. How long is the open door going to be for you? You see the open door. God said, Jesus said, the door is open. You need to go through. There's blessings upon blessings that will overtake you. The opportunity. Wow. Mm. When the move of God comes, keep your eyes open and look for an open door. Amen. Uh, yes, there's going to be those like Reuben and Asher and so forth um, that are more interested in their own businesses that would ra rather remain up the creek than go into the ocean. Their selfish spirits care not for the interest of God because the door is open. It's an interest of God that you walk through that door. But they only want to keep their self comfortable, I'll put it that way, and not walk through an open door not knowing what's on the other side. What's on the other side of that open door for you? I don't know. I'm, you know, I might, uh, if I go through that door, I'm going to do a good job. If I walk through that door, um, I might have to face new, new, uh, new challenges, and I'm not up to it. I think I'll be play it safe enough. I'll see who else goes through that door. Oh, they're going through it. And there's a party going on. Oh, they're being blessed. People, oh, they're surrounded. Oh, maybe I should go close. The door is only going to be open for a while. God's giving you an open door to succeed in. He gives you an open door to succeed. Behold. The door is open, he says. It's for you and I today to walk in through the open door. Glory to God. Sad to say they missed out on the victory and the victory celebration. I mean, you know, it's good to have victory, but there, when a celebration takes place, it's better than a birthday party. Amen. Glory to God. Rejection caused them to lose the joy and the new freedoms purchased for them as they walked through the open door. Rejecting an open door policy. God says, it's an open door. It's open for you. I don't think so. You know, 
Uncle Tom went through that door and he never came back. Well, what did Uncle Tom do? Well, I don't know. I heard that he did great, but I don't know. The door is open. God only blesses. He doesn't take away. If he takes anything away, it's something bad and give you something good. In return, that's multiplied better than what you had. Oh, glory to God. It's an open door. There are, are, open, there are, are there open doors of opportunity for you today? I would say each and every one of us could say yes. Yes, the promise is still there. Glory to God. We must remember we are not referring to the doors involving our physical or spiritual needs. These are open doors. Those doors, let's go to Matthew chapter 7. If you're looking for physical and natural things, Matthew chapter 7. The door is open for supernatural things, for God, for you to work with God. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. There, here you see the door. This door is closed. But you can knock. Which one would you rather do? Knock, keep on knocking on that door, or take a few steps over here where the door is open, and you know that God's got something good for you. But some of us are, and we could have walked over here and got the blessing right away. Hello. There's doors for you to go through. So the, Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. There it is. For the things that you're wanting, certain things you have to knock on. But God, Jesus says there's an open door. An open door for you to work for him. That door is always open. The door is open. Oh, they need a, they need a church cleaner. Here I am. I'm going through the open door. Oh, they need something else. The missionary field. Here I am. Uh-oh. Those are open doors that God has given us. And you know there's blessings there. Hmm. Oh, boy. Going back to Revelation chapter 3. Look at it again. In Revelation chapter... I know it's in here someplace. Revelation chapter 3. I haven't got that far yet. Revelation chapter 3, verse 8, again. Oops. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before you an open door. No man can shut it. Glory to God. You have an opportunity to work in the kingdom of God. Glory. It is a God-given special opportunity to advance the kingdom of God. There's an open door. All of Santa Maria needs to be saved. The door is open. 
but the laborers are, what does it say? Few. Some of us need to start volunteering. Boy, I got a big amen on that one. Boy, I can tell you what. It's God's given special opportunity to advance the kingdom of God in some way. Look for it, that open door, glory to God. The reward is nothing short of a great covenant blessing when you go through that door. Amen, glory to God, hallelujah. Well, open door is your title if you're looking for a title, open door. Okay, this, this morning we have... A communion service. Anybody needing prayer this time? Or the door shouldn't shouldn't shut on your feet, so you should be able to walk through it. Okay. Okay. With with the communion service. Let's just open these two up here. Glory to God. Great things will take place. And chapter, uh, pardon me, 1 Corinthians chapter 11. I, most of you know where we're headed. Verse 23, Paul writes, For I have received the Lord that which I also delivered to you, the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After the same manner, he also took the cup. And we had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. Do this as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. What, are to re- what does the communion table represent? It's a reminder that Jesus is alive. Glory to God. He rose from the dead. It's a reminder. What a powerful thought. He's alive. It's a life-changing truth. Receiving Jesus, you have new life. You're not destined for a hot oven. Glory to God. We're we're destined for greater things. Also, the Lord's Supper is an opportunity to be comforted. Glory to God. He's alive and he forgives. Glory to God. That's comforting news that I've been, I've been forgiven. Every rotten thing that I've ever done. He can't see it any longer. It's washed in the blood. The blood just wiped it out. White as snow. Glory to God. It's, it's forgiveness and it means a homecoming. A homecoming. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's going to be some party. Now, I never went to a homecoming uh, deal in high school, so I don't know what they had there. But this is a homecoming that beat all homecomings. I mean, we're going we're gonna to get there, and we're gonna, you're going to meet, meet your loved ones that are there, and you're going to meet those that were ahead of us. You're going to see Abraham... Isaac, Jacob, Noah, Jonah. You're going to meet a lot of people. Ruth, Esther. Wow. 
What a homecoming. Hey, can I get your autograph? This is, this is my uh, handkerchief. Just, you know, you know so a lot of people, they see somebody, in, uh, a famous person, they take their, their, their cloth handkerchief, wherever it is, they put it there. Could you sign this for me? And then they're, they're stealing. That belongs to the restaurant, that cloth. But you've got, you know, and that, you've got the signature of a famous person. Wow. And they hang it up. You know, look, I saw so-and-so, and this is, this is their, their handwriting. Wow, why something up? But it's an opportunity to know that we have forgiveness. It's a homecoming. Glory to God. How, uh, another thing is, the Lord's Supper is an invitation. Glory to God. It's between you and God. Bringing the remembrance. Making a connection. Walking in faith with him. The just shall live by faith. You're walking in faith this morning. You need to be walking in faith. If you're not walking in faith, you're, you're a disappointment to God. Oh, boy. Doors open this morning. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You can strike the music and uh, just come on up and pick up your emblems and we'll receive together. Thank you. It's there. <laughs> I knew it. Don't get, don't get a senior moment now. <laughs> Play anything, Laurel. <laughs> the other player. Perfect, all right. That's where I belong in your presence. Oh Lord, my God, in your Yeah. 
but keep it running. As we look to the body, the bread, what a blessing. body that was broken and bruised to deliver us from all sickness and disease nothing's left out all that has plagued us has been removed because of Jesus' body Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. Taking the opportunity, Father God, to recall, Father God, the brokenness of Jesus' body in order to give us our bodies freedom. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, as we look to the cup, the greatest blessing of all, Father God, the washing of our sins, the complete removal, Father God, of all that brought us into bondage, this precious blood, Father God, shed that we can be adopted into the family of God. So, Father, we take this opportunity, Father God, in remembrance of Jesus, of the blessing of the blood, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, let's all stand.